0: Thank you, LAFC Demon, for that nice, warm welcome. You're welcome. This is Black Hill Gold Sky. My name is Ron Orchard. I am your lone host of this podcast. We'll see if that ends up being a permanent thing or not i'd love to have some folks on here to talk about lafc with and we'll see if we can't do that um, some friends. today on our first episode uh, what i wanted to do is take a look back at the historic win for lafc uh against the seattle sounders uh obviously historic being the first game in club history um but there's also some uh, pretty great talking points from that game that, we're, that we'll uh, dive into. Um, but before really getting into that game, I wanted to talk about who uh, we are as a show and kind of how we fit into um, the other uh, LAFC podcasts that are out there, because I know there are some good ones. Uh, there's uh, uh, Heart of LAFC with Jerry Jimenez. What's up, Jerry? I'm a big fan of that show. Um, definitely part of the reason that... Uh, that, uh, decided to start following the club because he was, uh, pumped out some really informative episodes. Um, but he's, uh, kind of focuses on things that are uh, a little different than, than what we'll focus on. You know, he's got a real good, um, lens on the, the supporters, um, because he's based in, in, in California, um, not necessarily LA, but, but in California. And so, um, the first thing I'll, I'll, i want to talk about is is our name so black hill gold sky um our, our podcast is actually put on by the lafc um tucson supporters group and uh tucson i don't know if anybody's been to tucson but the name tucson actually means at the base of the black hill um and for all you tucsonans the black hill is a mountain um so we're not actually in california um so we're we're doing this thing at a distance, but um, aside from the distance, you know, the, the thing that interests me most about soccer is the really kind of geeked out aspects, which um, Jerry doesn't usually get into on the heart heart of LAFC podcast. Um, sometimes I've I've heard it discussed on on the other great LAFC podcast, the. Um, <laughs> perfectly titled LAFC podcast, another great show. Um, so it's it's uh, something I hope I can bring that's a little different than those other two shows. Kind of geek out into uh, the numbers, maybe some tactics and, and uh, that kind of a deeper dive into that. So hopefully we fit in um, within those other shows, and uh, I'll give you a little taste of what we're of what we are going to do coming up next. Welcome back to Black Hill Gold Sky. I also just wanted to uh, maybe uh, discuss a little bit uh, our producer on the show, really, the only other uh, person, I guess if I can call him a person, I'm a demon. Me out. this is the LAFC Demon. He doesn't really get on the mic or anything like that, um, but the he's back be there uh, pushing the buttons, and uh, he's the one who actually ends up. Uh, cutting out our final mix and, and uploading it to uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever else this goes, so thanks a lot, he's always working uh, really hard on the podcast, so thank you very much um, all, all, uh, all one episode uh, that we've uh, currently done, so thank you very much, LAFC Demon now, let's talk about that uh, LAFC game historic one to nothing win on a uh, beautiful Diego Rossi goal set up from the excellent assist by Carlos Vela. Um, Really, the first place to start is is with our first impressions of Bob Bradley's team. Um, And we could see, he kind of backed up what he said. He wanted a front-footed team who was aggressive in attack. And that's definitely what we saw. We had a couple of excellent chances in just the first few minutes. We had a a blessing chance and and a Ureña chance very, very early in the game. And so Bradley had them up and ready to play and we could see his intent from how he set up his team. Um, obviously not a criticism but such an early goal in such a hostile environment obviously changes our game state and obviously changes Bradley's direction to his players. So... I think much of what has happened um, after that goal, and certainly in the second half, is impacted. And what we saw more so was a masterful manager getting a result, maybe something the U.S. national team could have utilized in their World Cup run. But we see him doing what it takes to get a win. And that is something we should all feel or all LASC fans should all feel reassured in this roster is not complete his team is still being assembled but he still got not just a result but a win um so we will uh let's uh discuss a little bit how he got that win i'd say um the f- the first thing we can look at is obviously the goal um the finish we've all seen it probably at least 50 times at this point um the excellent run and assist from Vela yes we've all seen that that's short enough to be in our Twitter feeds and Instagram uh, feeds for us to see those highlights like crazy um, but what I think might be underappreciated in this goal is the build up to it um, we build the play from the back and um, and it was really kind of initiated from Latif Blessing. The ball is built up the right-hand side. We see Blessing um, basically go as far as he can up that side, and it's very the ball is very calmly worked back down to Stephen Betashur, both of whom, both Bedasheur and Blessing, are essentially tugging, hugging the touchline. They are as wide as possible. Um, and then we see with one pass from Stephen Betashore he finds Kay, who finds Vela, who makes it happen. Now, um, this might seem pretty straightforward to everyone, but I, I really think this is, uh, again, um, I'm going to be a huge Bob Bradley fanboy, I think, today. It's probably already obvious to everybody. Um, but I, I believe this was a specific tactic put out by Bob Bradley. Um, he talks a lot about coaching his players into decision-making when to see an opportunity to unfold and how to develop those opportunities where, um, perhaps an opponent is, is, unbalanced or how to capitalize on a mistake. And, um, I believe that's what we saw, um, leading up to that goal. Um, that, Possession being in such wide territory by both Betashur and Blessing, and a quick uh, two passes in order to get the ball to Rossi, um, we could see that that the wide presence of both Blessing and Beta Shore, um, was enough to open up those those passing channels and those lanes in in the middle of the pitch, and that gave. Vela and Rossi enough room in order to do their creativity. So I think it was a, a very well-planned attack in that um, we had just enough planning in order to set up an opportunistic situation. So he left Vela and Rossi to do what they do, which is something creative and uh, expressive. Um, but he set the team up with the framework in order to get that done. What's that, continue gushing about Bob Bradley? No problem. Your jokes are why you have no friends. So what we saw was a team set up um, really with the intent to play in a 4-3-3, which very quickly disintegrated, um, which might be too strong of a word, um, but morphed into a 4-2-3-1, where we saw Fellhaber and Kay definitely sitting uh quite a bit further back uh k more mobile than fellhaber um with vela definitely um being separate from those other two and not really seeing much uh, interchange between those two as well as not a great amount of of defending uh from that from that front four which is something that is interesting in that uh we definitely heard a lot about a um Um, blue-collar-pressing, high-block kind of defense, which we did not see, and again, I think is mostly to do with the game state um, of this particular match. Um, Not much point in uh, really pressing matters if we are safely in control of the match. Um, So it will be interesting to see um, with a... Zero zero. Although hopefully that <laughs> isn't the case, but it will be interesting to see um, if Bradley um, actually goes through with um, a much more high press uh, defense. Um, that would be more closely associated with a four three three. And I think the question really comes if his four two three one is going to also be able to be man- maintained with those middle two. Um, center midfielders in Benny Fellhaber and Kay. Now I, I'm a big Benny Fellhaber fan. Um, this may not have been the game where he displayed, uh, everything that he has to offer. Um, but, uh, a quote from Bob Bradley, um, thanks to the, uh, excellent, um, post game report from Alicia Rodriguez over at angels on parade. Um, definitely check out her stuff. Um, But he said he was uh, definitely dissatisfied with the number of long balls that were coming out of his team. Um, We could see from the post-match stats, I think there was something like 64 long balls played or something uh, from LAFC, which is, uh, it it is a large number. Um, We could also see that Bob Bradley definitely made an adjustment away from that in the second half. Um, which got Fellhaber a little bit more involved. Now, there may be question marks about whether, whether or not Fellhaber is the right man to leave in the center of the pitch. Um, and I think Bob Bradley is going to stick with him. And I believe it is due to that persistence on wanting to maintain possession on the pitch. He sees Benny Fellhaber as his sh- shuttler. And that is, that, that's the most important position uh, if, if we're going to be building out of the back. Um, so he's going to leave Benny Fellhaber in there, and I believe that is the right move in order to develop our possession-based attacking, which we have not really even got a chance to see. We've barely sniffed it, but I think it's going to be beautiful when it becomes fully developed. Another, re- another reason to praise Bob Bradley for this match, I'd say, would be... His tactical flexibility. Um, we saw a team who came out on the front foot in a very attack-minded 4-3-3, quickly shift into a 4-2-3-1, um, and then eventually being okay with the, with a uh, not necessarily a bunker, but certainly a more defensively minded counterattacking attacking 4 4-1-4-1, um, ending in a very interesting um formation that had Latif Blessing as our front striker. Now, um this would lead me to a couple uh or def- at least one question I'd have for Bob Bradley, which wouldn't necessarily be a critique but would be an interesting question, which is um given that last 20-25 minutes that certainly seemed to be our greatest opportunity to, to score another goal, um why we didn't fully commit to that tactical shift? um, a bit earlier, uh, I would, I would question that, but obviously we got, we got the three points. There's not much concern there, but it, it, it definitely seemed, um, that that was what we were hinting at going towards, um, and not fully committed until Blessing was absolutely <laughs> isolated up top by himself, uh, ready to be released. Um, so I, 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 but but it, it is interesting and uh, reassuring to see the different looks just within this game that 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 Bradley had prepared for his team. Um, he had a a you know very attack minded setup. He had a very um, let's just kind of make this let's take the air out of the ball kind of make the game a little boring. Uh, type of aspect which is what we need which is what you need sometimes in order to control a game and, and get results um and then we also saw the um hey uh let's set up for a a, a counter and let's let's do it in a what could be very effective manner um having someone as speedy and goal minded as latif blessing up front um which definitely leads to uh, another interesting quote um um, that uh, Blessing had on ESPN where he was discussing um, why he didn't score many goals in, at uh, Sporting KC. And um, the gist of it was that he was too tired um, because Peter Vermees' system requires everybody. They, they, they have a high press, the high press that maybe we thought we might have with Bob Bradley. Um, and he was tired all the time. And uh, he thought that might have uh, something to do with why he didn't score as many goals as he could. Um, Maybe a little tongue-in-cheek. And uh, I think we can all appreciate a a player with personality. But I also think it it is uh, insightful uh, in a a positive manner for our team in that uh, it sounds like he's excited to play for us. And it sounds like he's feeling confident in the system. He's feeling like he's going to get a lot of goals. And he's feeling like that because he's not concerned about running his legs off during an entire game. Uh, So I think that is something to feel positive about. Now, whether or not the rest of the guys behind him can back up that kind of a system is something yet to be seen. Uh, and something we probably won't really know until we get the rest of our roster solidified, which as we know, hasn't yet happened. Uh, some, some things I am concerned or curious about, um, The first thing we can say is, okay, we were defending a 1-0 lead in some hostile territory. Maybe that affects some of these stats uh, I'm about to read. Um, But also maybe there are some other things we need to tighten up. Um, So per American Soccer Analysis, a fantastic website. Um, Also, uh, they also do a great podcast. Uh, Check them out. Um, But they had the expected goals for the Seattle match as 0.48 for LAFC um, and 2.5 for Seattle. So (laughs) we were very lucky today. Um, Part of that can be thanks to the seven, although (laughs) it seems like there are more, but um, per the MLS website, seven saves from Tyler Miller. Um, He had an amazing game, and I'm not saying he's not awesome, um, but (laughs) what I am saying is that uh, if we go through another bombardment like that, we will give up goals. Um, We've seen Tyler Miller. He's going to be awesome. Glad he's back there. Um but uh, that volume of quality chances, um, something is bound to go in. Now, why? Um, part of that could be the foot off the gas type, more defensive um approach, um, from the from the man himself from Bob Bradley. Um, but it could uh also have a lot to do with our personnel in the back line. Um, mm-hmm. Not too much harsh criticism on Dejan Jakovic. Um, realistically, we can only say something so positive for a guy thrust into a starting position just minutes before kickoff um, with Walker Zimmerman's uh, injury. Um, so I think he did as well as can be expected in that type of situation. And obviously the captain, Lawrence Simon, did amazing. Um probably had more highlight reels than we'd prefer for our center back to have. Um, But I think um, most of that is due to our last-ditch defending. Um, So some might like to focus on on the holding mids, and I think there is something to be desired there, which I believe will continue to be improved. Uh, I think Benny Failhaber is not going anywhere, and I think that's important for that relief valve to maintain the pressure. I also don't think Kay should go anywhere at this point in time. I like his composure and his confidence. Um, sometimes that might have gotten us into trouble. Um, he did have a few giveaways. However, we've seen that Bradley can develop youth, and is still a young player, and he still has some learning to do. So, if it is matters of Confidence, composure, technique. Kay has those. And those are probably a little more difficult to coach up at this level. But if it's decision-making, that's something that Bob Bradley is very good at being able to coach by getting it into some very um, digestible chunks. And so I, I believe he will make Kay even better at that part of his game. Now, um... Whether or not he will become a fantastic tackler and ball winner, he did okay uh, in that regard today, Um, but that will leave us with some um, areas to grow. But to focus back on the back line, I am concerned about our left back. I'm optimistic that Jamutino has a future in this league and has a future with our team. Um... But I do not believe he is our left back for this season, or at least I hope not. Um, He's a very technical player. Um, I believe he was only able to survive so long at the back line by being at a um, such a strong uh, college team as Akron. Um, He was a center back at that, which if you look at him compared to what we have in the league, That's kind of shocking. It's not to say that all center backs need to be big hulking beasts, um, but to some extent, um, physicality is essential in this league. And even at the outside back position, it is. Um, Going back to even the Sacramento game, they could see right away that was our frailty. Um, We were attacked on our left very regularly in that game and I would say it continued into this game Um, we could check out the heat map for Seattle and it was certainly um, they certainly had a preference for Moutinho's side and also just going on the kind of eyeball test um, the majority of the dangerous run of play chances came through Moutinho's side I believe if he continues at that position that will be our biggest area of the pitch where goals come from. Um, we can do some to help them out, but is that worth it? Um, you know, at this point, do we also need to worry about um, four amazingly creative attack-minded players with, with little defensive responsibility and fullbacks, who go up the entire pitch to get involved in the attack I, I don't know if we need to be concerned about that at this point in time it might benefit us to um to think about maybe shoring up that line and, get, and getting a, a more veteran presence on the entire line because um, i i think that'd be the only upside of having moutinho out there and it's not really something we utilize much uh in the seattle game and it may not need to be utilized as much um going forward but we will see uh, another note defensively um, was Bob Bradley's decision in defending corner kicks. Something else that I found very interesting um, was uh, the decision to go for zone uh, corner kick defending as opposed to man marking. Um, it could be because Simon is an amazing ball winner. Um, this may have also helped him get some of the highlight re- uh, material um, that he got in this game um, but I also wonder um, if that changes at all when Walker Zimmerman's around um, I, I imagine probably not I imagine this is something they have been preparing um, but again I I wonder without Simon also there if that setup will be as effective and to be honest I'm I'm not really sure it will be I think that would have to be something uh, to be reconsidered if we do not have that aggressive ball winner um, in the back line because that's really what you need to be successful in those uh, zonal set piece uh, specifically corner kick scenarios is someone who um, can see that ball and win that ball and uh, I'm not sure some of, our more, some of our younger players or some of those um, without the experience of Simon can actually get that done. All right, and finally, looking forward to LAFC's next game Saturday afternoon at Real Salt Lake. Now, RSL played a somewhat exciting one-to-one draw with SC Dallas in their first game. Um, it's, I don't think this game is as much of a sure thing as I think the rest of our faithful is feeling right now. Uh, I believe in Mike Petkey as a coach i think we saw salt lake have a lot of upside from last season and i think they're going to be up for it for their home opener uh some things to actually think about and consider again are going to be our frailties on the wings uh specifically if if moutinho's still out there on the left Um, we know they have jao plata um he is definitely a mobile player he might not focus on the right end sign, but he's also can be kind of mobile. So, I would be, I would be concerned about the wings in this game and to see where their attack is actually gener- generated from and if that's where it's from. Um, as far as LAFC is concerned, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how Bob starts the team. Are we going back to our four three three? Are we going to? Entertain uh, a more possession-oriented mindset. Is that how we're going to build our attack? Um, are we going to actually see more of a high press? Um, it's it's going to be interesting because I I don't know if Salt Lake's going to give as many opportunities for um, for us to really see that high press um, because from The looks and the sounds um, of RSL's first game and their preseason and just Mike Pecky, I believe we're going to see a little bit more of a direct game. And so that doesn't necessarily bode well for for a very uh, high-press type of setup. But what I do think that leaves us open for is uh, maybe some counterattacking of our own. Um, So I'll I'll be interested to see if we see a uh, more committed uh, approach as far as we want to play possession-based, we want to keep uh, the ball as much as possible, or if Bob Bradley's going to start going um, picking our game plan based on our opponents. And if he goes for the latter... I'd be interested to see if he does something kind of creative and, and maybe set this up in, in more of a, a counterattacking manner. I think it's something that that, that could be effective today Now um, or Saturday. Now, whether or not we see that, I'm skeptical. I think he's knows more about what he's doing than I do. And the more intelligent approach is probably continuing to run out what he started, uh, in Seattle. So I, I bet we see basically the same 11, um, plus Walker Zimmerman. Uh, that is my anticipation. I'm not really sure where Gabra fits in. Um, maybe it would be, um, some, somewhere on the back line and we can rearrange to get Moutinho out of there. You guys know how I feel about, um, that, um, but maybe not, and uh, so we will have to see again that Saturday afternoon um, in Salt Lake. Uh, I know we're gonna have some 3252 out there, and I know we're gonna have our own watch party uh, here in Tucson at the Chewies by Tucson Mall. So definitely get over here early. Um, uh, Let them know you're here for the LAFC game. You'll see us, and you'll also get some good food and drink deals. Alright, y'all. Until next week, let's go, LAFC. Find us on Twitter at LAFC Tucson. and feel free to email the show, lafc.tucson at gmail.com. The music in today's episode is brought to you by Klesky, their great son, Healthy Adventures. And please go along on my.com show. Let's